Next on BYU Sports Nation, we hold these truths to be self-evident. Not all wins are created equal. What's the greatest football win in six years of independence? His two biggest passions, and this is a proven fact, illegal fireworks in BYU sports. Blaine Fowler makes his weekly appearance in Studio B. Plus, repping the Y with another top 20 finish on the PGA Tour, and Eric Mika riding the bench. Light the fuse! Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. Happy Independence Day Eve. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, January, nope, July 3rd. It's not January, Jason. It's Thank goodness. July. It's July. Because if it because were... it's 100 was, degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> Our world is coming to an end if it's 100 degrees in January. <laughs> Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with pyro expert Jason oh, Shepard. It is the season for fireworks. Can I just tell you, like Saturday, uh, we ended up going to a baseball game, and they had fireworks after. Very excited. My kids had never, my two littlest, we didn't take the older kids. They didn't want to hang out with their parents. They're too cool, apparently. Uh, the two little ones, we were excited to take them to their, kind of their first fireworks show. Within about 10 seconds of the fireworks going off, both children crying, scared to death, <laughs> covering their ears. I just thought, really? We sat here this entire time to for wait this, for the fireworks. For this. And we're leaving right now, right? We left. <laughs> That's obviously the greatest fireworks story that you've ever had in I your love fireworks. Life. I love fireworks. Do you, are you a fireworks yeah, guy? Yeah. I went to Stadium of Fire for the first time yes. in my life How on was that? Saturday. It was great. It was great. The flyover was fantastic. Uh, the different uh, patriotic displays that were happening. Our guy, Dave McCann, was the MC. Nice. Introducing Hunter Hayes and Little Big Town, a couple of big-time country acts. Brian Regan, the comedian, was there. That was really fun. I, I only have one concern about what happened at Stadium of Fire, and that is a certain guarantee that Dave McCann made about the BYU-Utah football game. Oh, really? That I'm sure is now locker room material for every Utah fan, right? I don't think they needed it. No, for, I mean, U- no. Utah fan, No, what I'm saying is Utah fans don't need anything else. They they'll <laughs> they'll take whatever and turn it into something. Yeah, well, they have this magic number. They just keep flashing six. Okay, I know. Come on. Anyway, no, it was great. It was a fan. It was a fantastic display at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and dude, Dave did a great job. That's a really really pressure packed MC venture that he took on. And he did get a shout-out to Lavelle Edwards, which I thought was fantastic. Awesome. Very thought it cool. was fantastic. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Like I was saying, Eric Mika continues Orlando Summer League play in the NBA with the Miami Heat. Game number one had six points, four rebounds, and a couple of assists in that debut, but received a... DNP did not play. Coach's decision yesterday. Mika and the Miami Heat face the Indiana Pacers today at 5 Eastern, 3 Mountain on NBA TV. You can also stream that on ESPN3. Yeah, a little, uh, I didn't know what to make of the DNP. It, maybe it was just, uh, 
giving other guys an opportunity. Uh, I would I would expect to see him back in the lineup today. Is that a big deal or no deal that he Ooh. didn't play? We will discuss that in about a half an hour. Indeed. Uh, Jacob Brugman went 0 for 7 in three games as the Oakland A's were swept over the weekend by the Atlanta Braves. Brugman and the A's will host the White Sox tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. Daniel Summerhays again knocking on the door of winning his first PGA Tour event, finished at 2-under, tied for 17th. Zach Blair, another former Cougar, finished 1-over, tied for 29th. Both guys get healthy paychecks after good performances at the Quicken Loans National on Sunday. Keaton Kringlin led the St. Cloud Rocks to a 6-3 victory over Duluth yesterday, going 2-for-4 with 4 RBI, and that brings us to our stat of the day. Whoa! It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The BYU outfielder, Keaton Kringlin, second on the team in batting average, hitting 333 with the St. Cloud Rocks. These are collegiate all-star teams. It's, yeah. He's you in the Northwoods League. You have to is. retain amateur status if you want to come back and play at BYU. But listen, Keeter Pop doing some really good things. Yeah, well, and hey, and there's a couple other Cougars on this team. Daniel Schneeman's on this team. Um so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... There's... Did you see the catch he made to end yes. the game? Yes. I believe on, it was either Friday or Saturday night. Good gravy. boy, Keaton. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of great wins. In fact, why not discuss the greatest win of BYU football independence? Oh, yeah, it's that type of show today. When the music is rolling, you know we're ready. 52 wins, in fact, for BYU. 26 losses in those six years of football independence. But which of those 52 wins top your list? In fact, what even defines great, Jason? There are so many factors that go into this, right? Is it the name brand of the opponent? Is it the quality of the opponent at the time? For example, was the team ranked that BYU beat? Is it how said opponent finished the season? Is it the venue that it happened? Is it how dramatically the game was played out? Or is it all of the above? That's a lot just, of factors right we there. We just want you to answer today's Twitter question. What's the greatest BYU football win in independence? Our first tweet comes in from at uh, Sam. Loved the Nebraska win just because of how it happened. Hail Corn was awesome. I feel you, Sam, and I'm going to get into the details of why I agree with at Critch Sam in just a moment. But let's lay out a few options for you, shall we? Just off the top of our head, we put this list together initially uh, on Friday, and man, it's interesting to look back at how many meaningful wins have happened for BYU and Independence for varying reasons. Michigan State and Mississippi State last year. I know those teams didn't finish well, but name brand. Nebraska was already mentioned. Boise State. And then you get into 2014, Jason. Yeah, I mean, Texas. You go and you win in Austin. That's not a place, even though maybe Texas didn't uh, finish the year like we're used to seeing Texas do, that's certainly an option. Cal, 2014, winning that game, the final game of the regular season to keep Cal out of a bowl game. Against Jared Goff and the Golden yes, Bears. the number one pick in the NFL draft a season ago. Mm-hmm. And then 13, BYU and Taysom Hill run all over Texas. The Houston 47-46 shootout. Going back to 2012, Utah State. People say, Utah State? Why would Utah State be the greatest win in BYU football independence? 
That team finished ranked 16th, 11-2. And, and I kid you not, that is the highest-ranked team that BYU has beaten in Independence in terms of how teams have finished a season. The Utah State Aggies that were a field goal away from beating BYU and a missed field goal away from upsetting Wisconsin, which is why Gary Anderson got the job, got the job. at Wisconsin. I mean, the San Diego State Kyle Van Noy takeover. Some people will go back all the way to game number one, Ole Miss and Independence. Like, oh, it was an SEC road game. Team was 2-10, and ten, but still, SEC on the road. It was a big win for BYU, okay? There are so many options. So, Jason, we've set the table. What are you going with? See, this one for me, there was one game. As soon as the question was posed, the first game that came to my mind was Texas 2014. Not 2013. No, 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 no. It Not was 550 rushing yards. No, no, no. But it was a lot of the reason Texas 2014 was the answer was because of 2013. Let me explain. BYU destroyed the Longhorns in Provo in 2013, as we know. 40-21 was the final score. Taysom Hill, 259 yards on the ground. Jamal, 182. They ran all over Texas. Because of that, Texas was looking for revenge the following season in Austin. They even had players saying that that was a game that was circled on the schedule because of what BYU had done to them. So then, for for BYU to go into... Austin on the home field of the Texas Longhorns and win by an even larger margin of 41 to 7. That is impressive to me. Taysom Hill finishes with 181 yards passing, 99 yards on the ground, including three TDs and probably the defining highlight of his career. Maybe the defining highlight of independence. And we're talking about the hurdle, of course. Yes. Texas struggled that year under new head coach Charlie Strong. They finished the year 6-7. and seven. So I know there will be people who say, well, it can't be that because they finished under 500. Having been at that game, though, I experienced that game from the broadcast booth. You road-tripped in an RV. I, I, was, I was there. I witnessed it. I saw the tailgate. To be in that environment on national television and to work the home team, and they worked them, it gets my vote. Okay. Now, don't you think that the fact that you were at the game factors into this? It may. Because it of very, the emotional tie you may. have to it? it, it, it I'm, honestly, it could. I'm with you. The, the iconic moment, the leap from Taysom Hill. Like, great games have iconic yep. moments, right? Yep. Like, unforgettable images. And the leap is certainly there. Strong case from Jason Shepard for why Texas in 2014 at Daryl K. Royal Memorial right. Stadium in Austin should be the greatest BYU football win in six years. Honestly, man, I'm, it was kind of a toss-up for me between the game you just brought up and the Nebraska game in 2015. And the reason I am choosing Nebraska 2015 is because of the beautiful disaster that that game was. <laughs> It was loaded with drama. Nice 311 reference, by the way. Hey, you're welcome. Not to mention, rip your heart out. Taysom Hill gets hurt for a third consecutive season. Well, not consecutive, but three times in four years, he's done. And in comes the kid off of his two-year LDS mission trip, because missions are an advantage, Jason. They work out for two years straight. That's all they do. Tanner Mangum rolls to his right. They've... They made this play on the Monday before. They drew this play up on Monday and executed it on Saturday. Mitch Matthews catches the Hail Mary. BYU's number one on SportsCenter's top ten. They're relevant again. 
They line themselves up with all this momentum going into Boise State. They win that game, and they're ranked 19th, 2-0. Now, because of how it happened and where it happened, a one-off with Nebraska at Lincoln Memorial Stadium. I mean, there were you have all of these different factors that, that go into this game, just like they did at Texas. And I chose Nebraska because of the team effort. I mean, there were so many different storylines. Like Taysom Hill deserves that win every bit as much as Tanner Mangum. He was destroying Nebraska yes. before he had to leave the game with that broken foot. Steve Young said in just the limited time he played, he's like, he's going to be up for the he's, Heisman. He's going to win the Heisman. <laughs> he's going to win the Heisman. Yes, Steve, Steve Young had a blue-goggled moment during the Nebraska game about Taysom Hill. He just looked comfortable. So it just was the ultimate balance of emotions. I felt every emotion to the nth degree in that game, which is why I'm going with that as the greatest one. I was so upset when I found out about Taysom Hill for him and his family. I just was devastated for BYU Sports Nation. And then to have the game end like that with Tanner Mangum coming in and throwing that miracle pass to Mitch Matthews, hashtag elite. (laughs) Are you kidding me? It was, it encompassed what is ever, all that is great about college football. Dramatic. It was a dramatic, dramatic win. Yeah, that, that's, that is a great one. Here's my question to you. What are the chances that the greatest game of independence hasn't happened yet? And maybe we see it in week one of the season this year? <laughs> really? Really? You think week one, not we- week two? Week one against, I don't know, the Vikings? Oh, Hit it! No. Countdown <laughs> to the Vikings. <laughs> 54 days. 54 probably days away. Probably not Portland State. going to be considered the greatest. Yeah, probably not. Unless BYU scores an NCAA record 223 points in that game, probably not the greatest. Let's put it down. Let's put it down as half. Okay. <laughs> They're going to break Georgia Tech's record. 222. Oh, my goodness. What do you think? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation and answer the question. We'll give you some of our honorable mentions coming up later in the show, and there are strong cases for those as well as read a ton of your tweets. Uncle B, why not ask Blaine Fowler how he would answer the question? What's the greatest win in independence? He and that fantastic hair join the show next. What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Independence Day, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. The conversation rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. I know every single one of you have an opinion about this if you are a BYU fan because of how emotionally invested you are in BYU football. Hey, speaking of being emotionally invested in BYU football or any BYU sport, how about downloading the BYU TV and the BYU radio apps? They're free. They will change your life. You can get live and on-demand content, including sporting events. We're here to change lives, people. We change lives, people. It's all about (laughs) the apps, BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download them, please. Our Twitter question today, what is the greatest win in six years of BYU football independence, yes, it is an Independence Day-themed show on BYU Sports Nation. At DA Home says, the Texas two-step. Now, does that mean both games? Saying both. 2013 and 2014? 
Use the hashtag BYUSN. Stretching it a bit because it is two games. But I like what I like his thought process. At HistoryGeek1776, a perfect Twitter handle for Independence Ooh, Day, right? Yes. Nebraska fourth and one with three seconds left. A true freshman quarterback. You can't beat that adrenaline-pumping, heart-stopping action. What do you think, BYU Sports Nation? Hashtag BYUSN. What does Blaine Fowler think? A guy who played in a few big games himself for BYU and was part of something very, very big. (laughs) If you consider a national championship a big deal. I don't know, Blaine. What do you think? Twitter question today. Greatest BYU football win in six years of independence. I don't know. Maybe I should be Ty Detmer when I say this. Okay. Because people get mad at me, but they never get mad at Ty. (laughs) Um, But... (laughs) They, but is that your Denver? <laughs> that was okay. that was my tie. Okay. I was just I was just in Kansas this week, uh-huh. and uh, and everybody talks like Ty in Kansas. It's crazy. They're all just Jamal. Yeah, exactly, Jamal. <laughs> exactly. I felt like I was surrounded Jamal. by Ty Detmers. It was awesome. It's a very comforting feeling. <laughs> say, if you're, so it's oh, very calming when you talk to Ty. That that drawl he has is just very comforting. It yes, just calms me down. It is. It so, warms your soul. Okay. So I know they won't get mad at Ty, but but here's what I'm going to say. Why are you, you're worrying B- me here? BYU does not have. You can't use the word great. They don't have a great win in Independence. What? Wow. What? You, you guys, can, we can talk about really good wins, best wins, but as soon as you use the word great, it's like using the word elite. You know, he does not have any. They don't have a great win in independence. They don't. It's it's so I'm going to use Miami as the as the benchmark, the best win maybe in any sport in BYU history. So so here's my criteria in football. It's got to be against a P5 team because that's what you have to do to get exposure and eventually get where they want to get. The team needs to be ranked at the time you play them. So all eyes of the nation are on it. But then they've got to finish ranked. So they have, they ha- it has to be a team that can't tail off. You know, people talk about our Pittsburgh win um, in 1984, and they were ranked number two in the nation. It was a big win at the time, but then they, they tailed off and weren't that good. Now, the other thing is it has to have major implications on the program. So we can put Pittsburgh back closer. I mean, it's very good, approaching great, because the Pittsburgh win put us on the map and eventually allowed us to win a national championship. They were so, ranked highly when you beat them, right. and that matters. So, so P5, ranked when you beat them, has to have major implications for the program in terms of the visibility of the program, and preferably they have to be ranked at the end of the season. So that, that's a really high standard for great, but I think we have to – and I think you know we can talk about this after I tell you my best, but I think there's a chance to get a great win this year. So, so we're talking like – this is like Hall of Fame induction. Right. Like there, there are very strict standards so, to be I mean, in the Hall K- of Fame. Kansas of wins. State in the Cotton Bowl is a big win. Two ranked teams, they beat the ranked team, they both end up ranked. BYU ends up in the top five. That's a great win against a really good football team. Um, the Miami game, obviously, Miami's number one coming in here. Um, they finished the season number two and spanked somebody. I can't remember who they played in the Cotton Bowl that year. Um, but, but dominate in that game and end up number two in the nation. And what are the major implications for BYU? Ty Detmer wins a Heisman Trophy on that game alone. And so, so that one fits all of the criteria. So if, if that's the criteria, what games approach that? The so o- even the Oklahoma win would not fit your criteria. because no, Oklahoma wasn't great that year. Now, mind you, BYU knocked Sam Bradford out. And if Sam BYU stays, is the reason Oklahoma right. was not Sam great that year. Sam stays in. So that's a big, big win. But that was back during the you know, time when they were in conference play. Some of the biggest wins BYU's had since, let's say, the Bronco Mendenhall era have come in Mountain West play against really good TCU and Utah teams. You know, we're, that we're good and finished good and we're ranked and played in bowl games. But we're talking about independence. So the one that comes closest to me based on my criteria is, is the win against Texas, but not the one that you chose in, in 14. I'm choosing the 13. 
They were ranked highly when they came in here. Um, it the, the national implications are it it put Taysom Hill on the map. For the rest of the season, everybody's watching highlights and talking about Taysom Hill because he just he humiliated them in Provo. It, it was crazy. It was a 40-21 to 21 win. And so, so I'm, I'm saying that, that that one holds up to my criteria a little bit better. And then remember, that, that Texas team, they tailed off for Texas standards, but they finished the regular season 8-4. and four. They lost the next week um, after they played BYU. Then they went on a six-game win streak in the course of which time they beat two ranked teams, including Oklahoma, and they ended up losing to Oregon in their bowl game. So it was an 8-5 and five team that had a six-game win streak, and I remember studying for that game because Dave McCann and I broadcast that game uh, for BYU TV. That Texas team was littered with NFL guys. I remember looking at the, the starting 22. There wasn't a guy that was starting on offense or defense that wasn't ranked in the top five in the nation at their position coming out of high school. And so, so the criteria, is it great? It, I think it's the best win um, because it was a P5 team that was nationally ranked coming in. They had a decent season. They don't meet all my criteria for great because they weren't ranked at the end of the season, but they were decent. They didn't tail off like some of the ones BYU beat um, against really good talent. And the national implications were it kind of BYU started to get watched the rest of the season. They were talking about Taysom Hill after that because he so humiliated and dominated them. Does the weather play into that that uh, decision as well? Because the world almost ended with that thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah, it was. Through. Yeah, the delay and all Armageddon of that. Armageddon game. But, but yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> but but to me, that's the the thing that approaches it most closely. So so what do I think? This year, I think they got an opportunity, maybe a couple of times, because they they play LSU down in Houston. LSU is likely a team that will be ranked at the end of the year. So there's an opportunity. Maybe the best opportunity is Wisconsin comes in here. They're going to be the highest-ranked team in, in the preseason. They're going to win coming in. They're, they're going to be maybe a top-10 team, maybe even higher, you know, maybe even approaching top five when they come into Provo. And, and if BYU can put a licking on them, I think Wisconsin's not the kind of program or the kind of team with what they have coming back that's going to fall apart if they lose in Provo. Very, like, very likely to win their division in the Big Ten this year and go on. So, so that has a chance to maybe be the landmark win in independence for BYU with Wisconsin coming in. Looking at your criteria, and this is a quick just run through my mind of games, the last time BYU had a great win then would be the Las Vegas Bowl against ranked Oregon State with the Rodgers brothers? Yeah, that's probably if, – if you're going to hold all, all of those criteria, that would you'd have to go back Not in independence. That was right. Max Hall. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I just, I just don't hand out the word great very often. And so – or elite, as we've talked about very often. You have to have a really, really high standard to be great. Um, so they've had some very good, meaningful wins during independence. But I'm not ready to put a great asterisk until we go back to that game. So you would change the wording of the Twitter question to, what's the best win that BYU Yeah, and I think Texas is the best, best win in independence. All right, you've said then there's a chance that BYU could get one of those great wins this upcoming season. We're just a little over three weeks away from the start yes. of fall camp, which I know gets everybody excited. What is your biggest storyline today with camps three weeks away. So to, to match up with teams like LSU and Utah and Wisconsin, which, you know, you get one of those. I don't know how good Utah's going to be this year. It's so hard to replace four NFL offensive linemen and an NFL running back. Eight NFL guys yeah. total. So, so I'm looking at what they have back, and I'm going, you know, Utah always has a chance to be good because they're just so physical, and so they have a chance to be good. But I look at – if you look at who's coming back, you have to go, wow, Wisconsin – 
and their league has the chance to be really, really good this year. So that's that's the one I'm excited about. And to play with those types of teams, you have to be able to dominate up front. When BYU's been really good and stayed in games with, with big-time teams, they're able to dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. So I am most excited about this offensive line that I think really improved throughout the season last year. They have pretty much everybody back. They've got lots of depth. They're bigger. They're more physical. They've had a year in the system. I, I think this is the year where you start to go, wow, BYU looks like those really good teams of old that just beat the heck out of people on the offensive line, and they dominate the line of scrimmage. And I've talked to Kalani. He feels really good about the depth on the defensive line as well. And so to beat a Wisconsin – you got to be able to stay with them up front because they maul people. This is a team that typically puts two NFL draft picks off their offensive line in every year, year after year after year. You got to be able to match that up front. Them corn fed. Yeah, boys. you got to be able to match that up front. Utah very physical. Four offensive linemen drafted this this last year. LSU has just unbelievable athletes all over the place. So to me, the storyline I'm watching is. Does this offensive line play up to the expectations I have for them now? Um, do they make it healthy through fall camp, and are they ready to go? And do they just come out with a mentality that they're going to dominate people up front, both in the run game and in pass protection, so Ty Detmer can run all the things he wants to run this season with T- Tanner Mangum th- um, pulling the trigger? So it all starts up there for me, guys. I'm excited to see how this goes because they're the most experienced group on this football team, and they, they've got a chance to be really good up front. And that's how, to beat Wisconsin – or Utah or LSU and get one of those great wins, you got to be good up there. BYU has what we call the Furious Five games on the 2017 schedule. Furious Five being LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, Boise State, and Mississippi State. How would you rank those Furious Five games from easiest to hardest? Oh, I, I think the LSU game is going to be the most difficult because it's um, – it's down in Houston. LSU's got a huge fan base down there. If, if you did a poll down there and you said, who's the number one team in this market, um, it would be UT, which is crazy. It, in Texas, uh, you know, everything's all about Austin, right? So, but number two would be LSU, not Texas A&M, not the University of Houston who's in that town. <laughs> LSU would be, if you, if you polled people in that city, LSU would be the – so they're going to have a good crowd there, and BYU will as well. But the team speed and all that is going to be a tough one. So I'm going to rank LSU toughest. I, I'm going to say that Wisconsin's going to be second toughest, and, and that's why I think that's BYU's chance because they get them at home get them in early, early in the year. I think it's good that they get LSU early in the year too with a new offensive coordinator running a new offense. Um, so so one of those two could be a great win. Uh, and then I'm going to say, um, boy, I, then it's a toss-up between Utah and Boise State for me. Um, the, the next three are just so hard to rank. Would I rate Boise State as high as Mississippi State? That's where Boise State has come in terms of a program. And with the veterans they have coming back and Brian Harson now established there and running their stuff, that's, that's not an easy one. I'm telling you, Boise State should scare you just as much as Utah and Mississippi State do. So, so after LSU and Wisconsin, boy, I, I'd have a hard time ranking those next three because then it would be 3A, 3B, 3C. Probably Utah 3A just because of the implications of the rivalry. But, but Utah loses an awful lot of firepower from, from last year's team that was a very good football team. One basketball question before we let you go. Uh, Eric Mika has now had two games with the Miami Heat in the NBA Summer League. He played in the first game, six points, four rebounds, two assists. Did not play yesterday, coach's decision. We don't know if it's just to get other guys' minutes or or what the situation was. 
what can he do to get the attention of the coaches to warrant more playing time if in hopes of trying to get that contract? Yeah, so he's – whether it's in, in – and shoot-arounds and practice are in these games, when he does get an opportunity, his energy level has to be unbelievably high. So what he's got to show them, they're not looking to see, hey, you know what, can this guy bring us a scoring punch off the bench as our backup four? They, frankly, they don't even care about that. What If he's going to make a team right now, it's going to be because they go, oh, my goodness. When this guy comes into the game off the bench, he raises the defensive level. He raises the energy level. He runs the floor like crazy, and he's getting rebounds all over the place, including outside of his area. So, so to me, he has to play every minute like he's only going to get one minute with that kind of energy level because that's how he's going to, to make a squad is they're going to look at him and go, hey, he can come in and, and give us some quality minutes, and we need somebody that will bring energy, run the floor, defend and rebound off the bench, that's the guy we want. And then he can develop his offensive skills from the four later. But to me, it's it's playing out of your mind in the lemon minutes that you get. And you, you want the coaches to go, man, is he going to get every rebound while he's in there? Is He he just tracked three rebounds out of his area. He's got five straight boards. Is he just going to get every rebound in this game? And, and if they start saying that, then, then I think he's going to be a good position to have an opportunity. All right, Blaine, let's finish with this. And we've kind of been on this independent train of themed shows all summer long because BYU's far enough into it that there are a lot of storylines developing. Year two under Kalani Satake now. But in six years of BYU football that you have watched as a Division One independent, who is the greatest or best player that you have seen on these independent football teams? Okay, so I'm going to give you two answers on that. So – Jamal Williams is the all-time leading rusher in BYU history, so he has to be the greatest player to come through in independence um, uh, because of what he accomplished and where he leaves himself in the record books. And I think he's got a shot to be a real, you know, stay healthy. That's the key. If he can stay 100% healthy, he's going to be a really good back in the National Football League and represent BYU well. So so it, he was great here. He has a chance to be great at the next level, and we kind of we like to see that, right? But the greatest player to come through hardly played when he was here is Ziggy Ansah. So Ziggy's a freak. This is the guy that ran a 10, 900 meters on the track team before he came to the football <laughs> team. At that size, are you kidding me? He's already been to a Pro Bowl. He's one, of, he's one of the best rush ends in the National Football League. He's a freak of nature. We didn't get to see him play much. We saw him start to have an impact at the end of his last year here. End of 2012. So if we're going to talk about who's the greatest player, like just pure skill athlete, he's, he's a freak of nature. He is unbelievable. It's just... You know, he didn't figure out how to play until he was at the tail end of his career here. And he's going to have, if he stays healthy, he's going to have a phenomenal NFL career. So he's the most talented, pure, raw talent to come through the program. But in terms of what they accomplished, I have to put Jamal Williams right at the top of that list. Great stuff, Blaine. And here's some food for thought as you leave us. My honorable mention for BYU's best win of independence is Utah State 2012. You know why? Because they finished ranked 16th. They were 11-2, and two, and they were a field goal away from beating Wisconsin and being the BCS Busters that year. Yeah, that was, that was a very good team. The only thing that doesn't, that doesn't uh, fit my criteria from that game, because I heard you say that one before I came in, and I'm like, man, that's a really, really good point. Not P5. They're not P5, and so at the time of the win, nobody paid attention to it. <sighs> so we have to like go do our research and look back on it to go, wow, that was a really good win. The nation has to go, wow, BYU just beat Wisconsin? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Then we have to look back at the end of the year and go, and look at Wisconsin and finished, finished strong. 10 and 2, won, won their division and went to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, that was a great win. <laughs> so that's that's my target for a great win 
and, and this season is that Wisconsin game. Hey, happy game. fourth. Um, don't light your hair on fire. No, I won't do okay? that. Okay. <laughs> and just keep it legal. Oh, we'll do that. <laughs> hey, with the, with a fire situation, we only do ground fireworks in our house. Okay, flower blooms, yeah, stuff this like little that. stuff. The pops. Yeah, the that's all pops. we do. That's all we do in our house. Blaine brought up today. Thanks, man. See you guys. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, your answers to today's Twitter question: Best football win in Independence. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends. Happy Independence Day Eve. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand. You know it. Anytime, anywhere. Blaine Fowler just joined us and had a very interesting take on today's Twitter question, which is, what is the greatest win in six years of BYU football independence? He said, according to my criteria, BYU doesn't have a great what? win in independence. <gasps> And he laid out that criteria to understand what that's all about. Download the podcast, BYU TV, BYU Radio. It's all available. That's right. The app's great for on-demand content. You can catch BYU Sports Nation, previous BYU sporting events. And how about this? If you happen to miss or, hey, you just want to rewatch all of it, all of the shows from BYU Media Day are there as well. Do we need to be more stringent with our criteria for what ranks as a great win? Now, we, we, it's not like we were saying, like, this was... An elite win. We just are asking you, really what we're asking is the best win of independence. Well, but Bl- and Blaine even said this, I think even on the air and off the air. It is saying something, though, when your benchmark is Miami. When the Miami win is... is it's the greatest bench- win in BYU football history, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, most really good wins are going to pale in comparison to what BYU did that afternoon against number one Miami. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it won BYU a Heisman Trophy with Ty Detmer. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it's going to be tough to beat that. But, hey, he won a national championship at BYU, right? His standards, a little bit different. Yes. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Moving to the NBA, Eric Mika continues Orlando Summer League play with the Miami Heat. Mika, in his debut, finished with six points, four rebounds, and two assists on Saturday. Did not play yesterday, coach's decision. What do you read into that? Is that a big deal? We'll discuss. Mika and the Heat face the Indiana Pacers today. 5 Eastern on NBA TV. You can stream that as well on ESPN3. Jacob Brugman went 0 for 7 in three games as the Oakland A's were swept over the weekend by the Atlanta Braves. Brugman and the A's will host the Chicago White Sox tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. Daniel Summerhays finished two under for the tournament, tied for 17th. And Zach Blair, another former Cougar, finished one over, tied for 29th at the PGA Tour's Quicken Loans National on Sunday. And BYU outfielder Keaton Kringlin led the St. Cloud Rocks to a 6-3 victory over the Duluth Huskies yesterday, going 2-4 for four with 4 RBI. Back to the Twitter machine we go. Tweet, tweet. What is the greatest win in BYU football independence, at YFangirl underscore JB with this tweet. Going with Nebraska because of how the game went down and breaking their home opener win record. That team had won 30 straight home openers. Fantastic point at YFangirl underscore JB, and not just because you agree with me. So kind much of a little bit. drama in one game, hashtag Taysom and Tanner. That game was poetic. In so many ways. You had the really sad, unfortunate parts. Ending 
ultimately riding off into the sunset thanks to the freshman Tanner Mangum. That was crazy. You, you had everything in that game. I mean, that was, you know, season opener. You, you had, like you said, the roller coaster with Taysom and Tanner. It was on ABC. It was, it was one of the main games that day. And then to have it in the way it did on a Hail Mary is just unbelievable. So while Nebraska finished with a 6-7 and seven record, Okay, not great. They did go to a bowl game, and I believe they won that game. They they were one of those teams that was granted an exemption. Right. Uh, that were yeah, were granted an exemption to uh, go to a bowl game at five and seven. But but still, first game of the season ends the home opener record on the hail mary on fourth down with a freshman quarterback. Like you cannot make that stuff up. No, that was unbelievable. At Scraggles six, Texas. 2014 was big. Texas had the game circled and were still beat down 41-7. to This is exactly what I said. I went with Texas 2014 and mentioned players had talked about that game. We are going to get revenge for what happened in Provo in 2013. We are going to lay a beating down on the Cougars. And not only did it not happen, but they BYU won by a larger margin in Austin. Uh, he goes on to say, Boise State 2015, best win for national respect. And it's funny that you mentioned that, Jeremy, because you mentioned that your honorable mention was Utah State in 2012. My honorable mention was Boise State in 2015 because you're coming off of the Nebraska win. You win on another Hail Mary with Starman, as we all know, and Boise State was ranked at the time of that win. So that was my honorable mention. Now, I know it doesn't meet the Blaine Fowler criteria for a couple of reasons, because I don't believe that Boise State ended ranked that year, and they obviously not a P5 team, but that was my honorable mention. Man, so many tweets coming in. At Hansen 25 says, either slash both of the Texas wins because of so many highlights in both games. A lot of people have these surreal experiences with those games because they were either there or they have fans that they had... <laughs> Friendly, not money wagers uh, with uh, going for them. Hashtag betting is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has a different reason, right? The Texas wins were memorable, and we will never forget 259 yards from Taysom Hill in that first win. Jamal Williams ran for 182 yards in that first Texas win. Nobody talks about that. We talk about what Taysom did. But, yeah, I mean, the, the rushing yards against – well, it, it got their defensive coordinator fired. Manny Diaz, what's up, man? He's gone after that game. Fire Manny. Mac Brown said, uh, you're gone. That was the beginning of the end for Mac Brown. Yes, it Let's was. be honest. At B-Royal Blue Cook says, unfortunately, BYU lacks any signature big wins. He agrees with Blaine Fowler. Mid-level wins like 8-5 and five and 6-7 and seven Texas. Big-name struggling teams are the best wins. So what is the best win then? Utah State is the highest ranked team in terms of how they finish the season that BYU's beaten in Independence. Are you gonna are you gonna crown the Aggies? I don't think fans can do it. No, that's not gonna happen. Eric Mika sat on the bench yesterday. Is that a big deal or no deal for his NBA hopes? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard live from Studio B on Independence Day Eve, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Remember how I said January 3rd? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Off the top of the show. Please don't take us back almost seven months. (laughs) 
What a terrible, terrible, terrible slip of the tongue. <laughs> oh, man. You can catch all of our BYU Sports Nation interviews on YouTube. All you need to do is go to the BYU TV Sports YouTube page. <laughs> what episode of the show is this? Yeah, uh, hey, 1,023. You might be able to go back and find the January 3rd episode. You on. It's there. <laughs> BYU Radio app. It's there. What the heck were we talking about on January 3rd? <laughs> it's something, right? Oh, we've had a fantastic show today. All about BYU football and their greatest wins of independence. But Blaine Fowler says the Cougars don't have a great win based on his criteria. And we've seen some tweets come in uh, to kind of echo that sentiment from Blaine Fowler that he gave us in Studio B. What do you think? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Y for Life says Kalani and crew. Oh, going off the map. Not a win on the field, but BYU getting Kalani Satake and the BYU football crew that they have right now, obviously highlighted by Ty Detmer. That's not a bad one. That's not a bad one at all. The greatest win was getting them to come back to BYU. All right. What should we do right now, Jason? I think we should play Big Deal, No Deal. Okay. Big Deal. No deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition. For generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Eric Mika received a DNP coach's decision on Sunday in the Summer League. Harrison Collier on the mic and big deal, no deal. And I'm going to start off by saying this is no deal because it's one game. And it's just the second game of his NBA Summer League debut, right? Okay. If it were multiple games back to back, then I start to get a little bit concerned. No deal, just because they're trying to feel everybody out. There are a lot of guys that they want to see play, that they want to give management a good look at. So second game, after he went six points, four rebounds, two assists, no deal. But if he doesn't play today, then my opinion will drastically change. See, the logical side of me agrees with everything you just said. The concerned side of me says it's a big deal. Because the illogical side of you? (laughs) We could could call it that if you'd like. It it does concern. We want Eric Mika to have success. Yes. We want Eric Mika to find his way onto a roster, even if it's in the G League, whatever, because that's one step closer to the NBA. And if you're not on the court, you can't show them. Now, yes, I understand that there's practicing, and you can show coaches a lot more in those situations because it's more one-on-one, but it, it, it is somewhat concerning that he didn't see any minutes. And I understand everything you just said, but it, you got to be on the floor, especially somebody in Eric Mika's situation, you got to be on the floor in order to, so you, to impress. You say so, big deal. So I will say it is a game. big deal. Wow. Yeah. All right. Number three. Number two, I mean. <laughs> number two. <laughs> January 3rd. There. All right. January 3rd, Harrison. Big deal, <laughs> big deal, no deal. Jacob Brugman goes 0 for 7 over the weekend versus the Atlanta Braves. No deal. It's Major League Baseball and the best of the best sometimes go 0 for 7. If it were 0 for 17 over like four or five games, again, then we're talking big deal. This is no deal because Jacob Brugman has done a lot of other good things for the Oakland A's, and he's a rookie for the A's at this level. Okay, he's batted first, he's batted second, eighth, ninth, seventh. He's been all over the lineup. The coaches are moving him around. Bob Melvin likes what he sees. That's why he's still playing with the big team. You can go 0 for 7 and still be a contributor defensively and do things and garner walks and all that stuff. So no deal right now. Yeah, I agree. No deal. And, and for most of the reasons that you just mentioned, I mean, if you look, even the greats 
will go through a, a slump like this. So it, it's, it's one series. It does not reflect how he's been playing overall. It's just one bad series, and it happens to everybody. So no deal. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Ashley Hatch leads the NWSL in minutes per goal uh, ratio this season. Take it away, Jason. Yeah, I think this is a big deal. I mean, she was the number two pick overall. This is her first season as a professional, and you lead this stat where, based off of the limited number of minutes you're scoring the most goals, that's impressive to me. It's a big deal. Absolutely, it's a big deal. She's the most productive player in the National Women's Soccer League when it comes to scoring goals based off of minutes. So, yeah, I think she's going to see a lot more field time because of what she's doing. And guess who else is watching? Team USA. Ashley got her first cap at uh, the home of Real Salt Lake, Rio Tinto Stadium, just a few months ago. This will continue because she's productive when she's on the field. This only helps her case to be a member of that U.S. women's national team. Big deal. Number four. Last one. Big deal, no deal. Spider-Man Homecoming comes out this weekend. Oh, yes. Huge deal. I know it's not huge deal or no deal. It took Spider-Man to get the word huge no, out no, no. of you in this segment. Huge deal. And, and number, like Spider-Man, Superman is my, is my all-time favorite superhero. Spider-Man is number two, okay? And here's what gets me even more excited. I would see this anyway. But not only am I super excited to see Spider-Man, the reviews for this thing from fans who have seen it, from critics, is through the roof. They love this. So I cannot wait to see this movie. Big deal. Guess what? Because the last movie you saw in a theater was Transformers the last night, anything's going to feel like an amazing movie. Great point. (laughs) Great point. I cannot wait. Oh, my goodness. Is this going to be a production meeting, by the way? Yeah, might as well. Like Because it's Marvel, it's a big deal. Everything that Marvel does seems to just hit it out of the park, right? Now, I'm a little skeptical because there have been so many stinking Spider-Man series. As long as Tom Holland doesn't do like a dancing strut walking down the sidewalk like Tobey Maguire did in the third one, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, not Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, not Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. This is Tom Holland Spider-Man, and he's kind of a young, energetic dude. He seems he's pretty British, funny. And he's with Robert Downey Jr. Yes! It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a good movie. What is the greatest BYU football win in independence? Does it have anything to do with Spider-Man? Probably not. Cougar Whip Brown hits next. That was super random. (laughs) Big Deal No Deal on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Blaine Uncle B. Fowler. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. What is the greatest win in BYU football independence? He answers that question. You can hear what Jason and I think off the top of the show. Download the podcast. Hey, we are off for the 4th of July. We'll be back on the 5th. But until then, let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NBA. Eric Mika continues Orlando's summer league play today with the Miami Heat. Mika finished with six points, four rebounds, and two assists in his debut on Saturday, but received a DNP, did not play, coach's decision yesterday. No deal. Mika and the Heat face the Indiana Pacers, minus Paul George, 
today at 5 Eastern on NBA TV and ESPN3. Cougars in the Major League. Jacob Bruglin went 0 for 7 in three games. No deal. As the Oakland A's were swept over the weekend by the Atlanta Braves, Bruglin and the A's host the White Sox tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays finished minus two, tied for 17th. <laughs> Zach Player finished plus one, tied for 29th at the Quicken Loans National on Sunday. Baseball. we got to get some new bird sounds. Keaton Kringland led the St. Cloud Rocks to a 6-3 victory over the Duluth Huskies yesterday, going 2-4 for four with four runs batted in. Hey, and soccer. Uh, his, his teammate, by the way, Daniel Schneeman. Not a soccer player. One for four last night. Two runs against the Duluth Huskies as well. Now soccer. Ashley soccer. Hatch. Yeah. Had her fourth start of the season for the North Carolina Courage, but they fell to Sky Blue FC 1-0. Men's soccer played two games this weekend against the Colorado Rapids. Friday's game ended in a 3-3 draw. Saturday's game ended with a 2-2 draw. Volleyball. USA Volleyball plays France in Brazil for the final round of Pool K1 tonight. The USA team, a three-team pool with France and Serbia. Good luck to the guys in Brazil. Swimming and diving. I mean, that's tomorrow. I'm all over the map. What is wrong with It's on January 3rd. Uh, Peyton Sorensen placed 15th in the 50-meter freestyle finals at the Phillips 66 World Championships, clocking in at a time of 22.56. Golf. Julie Erickson returns to BYU as the women's golf assistant coach. She coached as an assistant for BYU from 2012 to 2013. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jason? This is an easy one, Spencer. Okay. America. Not not America, nope, just nope. America. Nope. I think that sums it up. All right. Hey, Perfectly. I'm, I'm on board for that. Our Twitter question today, what's the greatest win in BYU football independence? At Jake R. Kemp says, tough question. Let's ask Mac Brown. Hashtag Texas forever. Hashtag Taysom forever. He had to leave early. Sorry. Can't ask him. Oh, my goodness. I would like to read this tweet. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the elite tweet of the day. To at Mark three one four six one zero nine six, who says LSU twenty one twenty victory followed by twenty eight eighteen victory over Utah will be the best goggles full on. I like the way he's thinking. Of course you do. Hey, conversation continuing twenty four seven on Twitter. Don't forget use the hashtag BYUSN show always on demand. BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I am Spencer. Shout out to all of you. Have a safe 4th of July barbecue, baseball, family, fireworks. Do it safely. We'll be back on the 5th. Later.